0: What's good? What's good? It's time flies, and this is the literally speaking podcast. Man, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we about to go ahead and get a call in from Scoop Jarni. He out in Canada right now, doing his thing over there, averaging a dub. You know what I'm saying eight assists a game. So this episode, Scoop won't call in. We're gonna talk about. You know what I'm saying a lot of stuff. His uh, upbringing, um, basketball, uh, a lot of stuff went. Into what went into him committing Syracuse and he was all Villanova? You know. So on Scoop Call, we're going to go ahead and get into a lot of stuff, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Literally Speaking Podcast, man. Shout out to John215. Make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud to tune in with us, man. You already know. So the name, the name Scoop, man, what is the First of all, for the people that don't know, we're going to get some folks. We do have listeners that's going to tune in and might not know the story. It shouldn't be too many of them, but as far as like, because the real name is Antonio Jardin. Where did, uh, where did Scoop originate from?
1: I had a deformed head basically and she uh she just like you no know everybody in the hood got a nickname and it just stuck.
0: Right. You
1: know what I mean? And and dance where I played basketball it just stuck with me. Right,
0: that's a bet, that's a bet. Yeah, man. I wish I had a I had a nickname like my I, none of my things stuck i i I got rid of all my nicknames and stuck with me, and I just go by time now I ain't even trying to hate all that <laughs> but you know what i mean you grew up you grew up in uh in south philly right you grew up in south philly man one of the fish street fish street to be exact at what age what age did you realize that like basketball was like your passion uh, like you knew this what you wanted to do man.
1: I was like, see, my whole life, I played basketball, You know what I mean, since I was four or five years old, but when I was 14, I got to start to get into AAU, start to travel, meet different, different friends from all over the city and, you know, country, and right. from that point on, I knew i was to take it serious, I got, I got a scholarship to St. John Newman, which is Newman-Garetti now, uh-huh. and, uh, and from that, from my ninth grade year on, I, I took a plane ride. We knew me as a as a freshman. I took my first plane ride to. We went to uh, North Carolina. It was the first time I ever got on a plane. So, like I just seen basketball take me places that I that I would never you know imagine and be be going. So I wanted to take it serious. You know, you, you grow up. Everybody grew up in the hood of the dreams, and, and I just started playing every day, and it just started to come fall through for me. Right.
0: Like, yeah. That's definitely that's definitely different when you when you uh, at that age around the time from especially from where you came from and what's going on around you at the time and stuff. Cause uh, uh, back then you was like like the the uh, the gang the the block wars is never probably going in like nowhere like I don't think it's ever it's just like what it is like it's what people set in and stuff. But around like it's kind of I want to say like it's kind of died down it's kind of calmed down like around like about now and stuff. But when you was growing up like you was kind of like. I know you was in the like kind of in the thick of it, not in the thick of it in a sense, but like you was around because like that's what's where up? you that's where you that's where you from. That's where you gonna be. at, That's where you gonna be with, regardless of what's going on and stuff like that. But as far as like how did that uh, how did that like affect you? As far as like not like not being in like the the like what's going on around you. Like how how did you keep your focus at such a young age to be like you know what? I don't think that like this is this is what I'm not gonna do. My family.
1: Uh they stay supportive, my friends. Everybody, nobody ever made me choose. You know I mean, you got some, you got some kids growing up today where they gotta choose or or they peer pressure from their friends. And for me, it was the people. They they kept me straight. They kept they kept me level headed. They always, you know, I played basketball it was up my passion and my very it was my first love. Kind of just stuck with me and it was something I, I wanted to do and I knew I had what I had to put in the work I had to put in. People never made me forget that. so I got I got to give all the credit to the people that was around me because they could easily. I could easily flipped
0: up. So you you get you get the scholarship to go to Newman Garetti. Uh, you you mm-hmm. went there. You led them to a to a uh, to a chip. And then like when did when did it when did it all start to feel different for you as far as like you knowing like all right. I'm actually this is like this is this is for real like this this is serious oh man
2: it all started to feel different for me after my first championship which was my sophomore year I had to be like 15 15 16 and I went we won the championship my first my sophomore year and that's when all the colleges was allowed to start you know recruit me and honestly I didn't play my first year so I really didn't have no you know type of success I just was my life just went from I was going from public public school to Catholic school. Anybody know how difficult that can be. That whole year was difficult for me because not only on the court but off the court and in a classroom. So my my first year at Newman was it was so tough for me. Just just how, how I had to adapt to everything then. So coming from down fifth street and really not getting the right just you know, the right schooling.
0: Right.
2: So to go to Catholic to go to Catholic School and, and to go through that whole first year, man, that was just a, that was a a turn in itself, but that made me so much better. And I didn't even know it. I was getting better every day on and off the court just studying. Like, I moved with my grandmother up to 24th Street. And and she, you know, taught me study habits and things like that, where that whole year was basically tough for me because I, I, I didn't really know anything. So I thought I knew everything. And, and going to my sophomore year, we, uh, I wound up starting that year and I we, and I led us to a net, I led us to a championship, and we actually got ranked in the country that year. First time Norman was ranked that year, like in the whole country. So yeah. that's when everything changed for me. I went from really nobody really knowing me at all because I didn't play no eighth grade ball, no seventh grade ball. I was basically in trouble. So nobody knew me. So by the time I was in tenth grade, I had every college in the country offering me scholarship, and it was crazy. Like people start treating me different. My voice, like everything, just started to change for me, and. And at the time, all I was doing was just playing basketball every day and going to school.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> and I didn't even really notice it. But it started to change. Like, colleges started to come and call all these letters started to come to the house. And, and my family started to treat me different because right. it just you know what I mean? Like, Effort. the work that I was putting, right. the sacrifices that I was making, it, uh, it all started to pay off. <clears throat> and right. that was me just basically changing my friends and giving a lot of credit to my dad and my mom who, who came together co-parenting and allowed me to go move with my grandmother just so I can go play basketball and take that opportunity so that my sophomore year I can say that's when everything changed for me and I had to be like 16 years old and just had got my permit to start driving at that right. time and yeah, you were-
0: everything just started to happen for me I committed to Syracuse that summer going into my junior yeah, year. Yeah, that, that was my next question, too. Huh? That was my next question, too. I wanted, to, yeah. I always wanted to know, what, what went into you committing to Syracuse? Because you had, you had you had most of the top colleges on you. Uh,
2: actually, uh, Syracuse actually came in at the end, man. People don't really know this story, but I was Villanova, Villanova my whole life. That was basically the first school that seen me, offered me for my ninth grade year, seen how good I was, started to give me the love. I give a lot of credit to, Coach Jay Wright, because you know I'm from Philly. We are known, and we used to go up to uh, Villanova camp a lot. So they got the use for every school, right? And basically, that's how it would go. I was in their backyard, but Syracuse came in at a time like I remember when I was in eighth grade and I was watching 2003 national championship game in Mellow. You know what I mean? Right. It was I was on punishment actually. I was actually forced to watch the game <laughs> I was with my dad at the time. And I'm on punishment, not really watching basketball like that. As you know, I was, you know, I was. Kid who was on a verge of trying to be in the streets and just follow so I was a product of my environment at the time so being on punishment my dad was you know being strict with me and I watched the national championship game and I seen Melo he reminded me of a bigger Irisher. you know growing up in Philly at that time everybody loved AI so right. I always knew I wanted to I wanted to go to Syracuse so when Syracuse offered me my junior year I just took it you know I mean it was something that was for me it was like so if they if they offered me, as soon as they offered me, I wanted to take it. I didn't want to wait. I That's the school I knew I wanted to go to. So
0: once they offered me the scholarship, I, I took it and I went. I didn't really care about no other school. Right, that's it. Yeah, so I never. I always wanted always because I always wondered what went into you committing to Syracuse off back. Like it just was like I like, got nowhere. It just was like no, he going to Syracuse. I'm like, well, damn, I ain't we ain't even. It just it just it's kind of just happening. Like something must have happened. Like maybe Jim be, behind guy in yeah, the air or something. Yeah, yeah.
2: For me, like I said, I went up there one time on an unofficial visit, and it was thirty thousand fans in the building. I just knew that's where I wanted to take my my game. Like I, like I said, I love people. Like nothing gets me up than going playing in front of a lot of people, and and, and that's what Syracuse had to offer. It, was, it wasn't it wasn't far from home. It was four hours, and it wasn't close. It was right. a good it was a good amount of miles where I can be away from everybody and really get get a great college experience. See, the thing against Villanova it was too close to home. Anybody know my, my entourage and environment at that time, that wouldn't have been the smartest move for me. So, my family always knew I, always, I was going to have to go away. They were trying to get me to Arizona, and that was too far for me. So, right. I, I kind of, you know, smoothed it I was going to Syracuse, which is four hours away from Philly. Right,
0: that's what's up. Yeah, man, I ain't going to lie, because when you walk into the Carrier Dome, it's like, this it, is a, a, a different feel. Like, you just want to, like, it made me yeah. want to just... Want to go run on the court or yeah. something? We just go play ball. When we was up there. Yeah, and,
2: it, and it's crazy because that's what I want to touch on, man. Because when I got to Syracuse, like my freshman year was even tough. You know, what I mean, like everything that I went through as a as a freshman. You know, going from high school to college is a big difference. Cause now you're on your own. Right. You Ain't got nobody telling you what to do. You got uh, you know, what I mean, like you really you got to be more independent. And and going to college, you know, coming from Philly, I was I was ignorant. Right, not lie. I was an ignorant kid who can play who can play basketball. And going to Syracuse, I, I grew up. My freshman year, I got in trouble twice, and that that really opened my eyes because I almost got kicked out of college, and everything that I worked for was almost almost gone. So when that when I got over when I overcame that, that's what made me start reaching back back home, and I was bringing kids up like yourself, like <clears throat> all my cousins, and giving making Syracuse a safe haven for for what I know it can, it can help me. And it was gonna make it comfortable for me because I knew how much I cared about home, you know. What I mean, my family and everybody. So I made I made everybody come up to Syracuse, with me and I'm not—I wasn't the only one who got the degrees. Everybody came up there, and and he, and he, and it was a whole—it was a family thing, and that's what I—that's how I was. That's how I was raised. So that's what I turned Syracuse into, you know, for myself, for me to be comfortable
0: and be and be good and, and do the things I needed to do to succeed there. Right. Yeah. I be trying. I be telling people, I'm like, yo, man, I w- scoop had me up Syracuse. When I was 15, man. Like, I was, I was 15. We was in right. the the parties and everything. We, had
2: we had Yo, we had man, I be, tra- day, I be trying man. to tell I mean, them that, that that summer, that summer was like one of the basketball, best summers. To, like, basketball gave me my voice, man. It gave me my, it gave me to show my 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 family who I knew would have never made it out of Philly would never seen the things that I, that they got to see through, through my career, and even though I didn't make no NBA, I was able to really show a lot of, a lot of people is more to life, you know what I mean? Like, like, we got to experience people, we got to, we got to come across a lot of different people and see different, just from Philadelphia, and that's what, that's what I, that's, that was my calling.
0: Right, and yeah, that's what I, uh, so to, 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 to go back real quick, not, uh, just stay on this real quick, uh, Around the time in the city when Meek Mill, when Meek Mill was coming up and he was on his wave and stuff, he actually mentioned you in a song. And I wanted right. to, yeah, I wanted to know, how did that, <laughs> did that like, I, I know that played a part in like some people around you looking at you like, oh, like the girls or something like, like I'm saying, like did, no, did people start I mean, chewing dinner after that it's too? Funny how
2: that came about because I remember this what happened. I had got a, uh, I don't know if you know, I was in, oh, I was in, you know, I was in sports industry Yeah. And I was in a school sports magazine. I was in a whole bunch of magazines going into my junior year, right after I committed to Syracuse. So that's when, like I said, my buzz started to really buzz in the city like that. And, you know, meek and I, we got mutual friends. Like, our friends, we basically grew up in South Philly. You know small South Philly So we all come across the same people. Right. And uh, one of our mutual friends I had put in a magazine. Cause all I was, all I was doing was listening to meek mill. You know what I mean? Like, when I be on the AAU tournaments and... I was going, I went to Germany for USA that year, I went to France, and, and you know, I'm around all these different, all my different friends from different cities, I'm banging Meek. Right. You know how I was, We was big on Meek, and that's at the time when Meek and Reed was going it, so I was Meek out.
0: You know, <laughs> <from where> <laughs> <I> <laughs> was, was Meek you so was Reed at the time?
2: I was Meek out, I was Meek out, so, I remember saying in the magazine, like, they like, who your favorite rapper? And I'm like, and it's quoted, I'm Meek Mill, they like, no Jay-Z, no, nah. Meek Mill my favorite rapper, <laughs> and he read it. And he actually be like, damn, like, Scoop showed me crazy love. And then, and to his credit, you know, a week later, he put me in his song. I respected that, man, because, like, we really, we had, like, a mutual mutual respect for each other. We didn't really know each other like that, right. so it was just that's how Philly's supposed to be. And as you see now, five, six years later, you know, it carried on. You got him and D, you got Dion and him, they got relationships. I have a great relationship with him, and Philly's starting to come together. Right. But that's where it started from. That's that's basically where I was at. I'm, 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 I was off Philly, and Benzo, I had a head start on everybody. You know me. You always know how I am. I'm always trying to look out and get back to people. I took two, two of my friends to Syracuse with. Them. Right. So uh, everything for me was always, always that, and it was always just to put Philly on a map because I go play with all these other players from like New York, LA, and, and how close they were. And I feel like Philly, we had that at the time. So I was happy for all of us and all the talent we had at that time and how everybody you know came together. And now you look six, seven years later, we we own.
0: Right. Because I, be I be trying to tell some of the guys, because I, I brought that up to say, um, like, you know, you got the guys like Meek, Meek out here doing stuff for the city, Dion and I are doing stuff for the city, but as I go, like, in the streets, like, I be going around I be talking to people and stuff, especially we're doing the podcast and stuff now, we get we get the opinions, that every time somebody comes on this podcast, they ask everybody the same question, like, how do you feel about the state, uh, like, the state of the city as far as, like, music and everything like that, and some of the guys, like, I, they answers be like... Well, I don't feel like Meek doing enough or doing what he can, or I don't feel like Dion doing what enough. I'm like, and it's crazy. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, how? Like, what, what do you expect? Like for them guys, as, as, like as much can? They, like, what can they what, what do you expect them to do as far as like, like pe- people? Because some of the guys, listen, the right, thing is, some I'm, of the guys I'm think sure like, that. No, you you. yeah, some some some, some, uh, of the, some of the guys be like, they feel like
2: people ain't nobody. What you early. You ain't never gonna. You can't please everybody, man. Yeah. Dion and Meek do for the people that they do for it. They do a lot, you know what I mean? But nobody will never probably take credit to that because people won't always want you to do more. And that's just what you, you're going, to, you're going to see that. When you make it, you're going to see it, man. You're never going to be able to make nobody happy. That's why you always got to worry about your happiness, man. And you, you care about the most. But for the most part, you care and you care about your community and you do things. They be out there and I meek. Mean, I can name numerous of times meek did for our community. Same with Dion. But, you know what I mean, it ain't going to be enough it's never going to be enough. And that's something you're going to have to you going to have to just learn and as life goes through as life goes on you're going to see and just come to grips with as long as you could, you do everything with a good heart and, and you care like nothing else matters and what people say none of that stuff matters matter
0: at all. Right, right. right I be trying to tell them because they be feeling like just because they don't have the, the notoriety or or the fame for say like they can't they feel as though they what they do can't make a difference or like they ain't big enough I'll be trying to tell guys yo, you don't need all of that. Like you just Coming out here and trying to do something for the community, you don't need the you don't need the money, you don't need the, the notoriety, you don't need the fame. You just you just decide you what you want to come out and do. You can do anything you want for the community to, to put a helping hand and, a and lot stuff of like guys that.
2: Is that what you want to know. A lot of people are made to the top. They respect. They respect the grind. So if people see you grinding to you, and they gonna they automatically gonna, gonna reach out to you. Right. Once they see that, and that's what you got. You always gotta believe in your grind first before you try to ask for help. And, and people in our city don't really know that yet, man, and, and that's that's the next thing we're gonna work on and hopefully people come you know, come together and hopefully the podcast people hear us talking and they hear what we're talking about, I can touch some
0: people. Right. Be- I know a
2: lot of people probably think I'm a lot of people don't see, you know, Dion and my stuff together all the time. They probably you know they probably think it's some problems going on there. Ain't no problems going on. You know, everybody everybody grown and got kids in their own in their own life, you know what I mean? Like where for me, I'm trying to make it just like him. Right. I see mean, him motivated. He's motivating to, to make it. You know, what I mean, I, I took two years off from basketball, but to be back playing ball and doing what I know I love to do it. Now I'm doing it with a clear head. I ain't got no pair of pressure. I ain't got no pressures. I got a kid who I can change his like My kid can be able to grow up in all these different countries, That's way different from me. Right. I'm, you know, what I mean, like just that alone, my kid can grow up in all these. different languages just through the game of basketball from his dad. So right there, I'm winning. That's my success. You see what I'm saying? Like Dion Kid is getting to see him in the NBA. That's his success. Because Dion ain't never going to NBA. I mean, Dion never knew nobody that was in the NBA, you see what I'm saying? So that's how you that's how you gain that's how you look at your success. You can never measure your success with no other man. And and once people learn that in our city, they're gonna really understand, man. And they're gonna they they're gonna see themselves, you know, get past go.
0: Right. Yes, yeah, so they definitely need to start realizing that, man. People need to start growing up and stuff, and seeing the bigger picture and stuff. But uh, to talk, to go to go ahead and get on your your collegiate career and stuff like that. So you you was in Syracuse. You actually redshirted. Right, uh, right, Your first year and stuff like that. And I wanted to know because I, I listen. We always felt like people in the city felt like, yo, Syracuse like Scoop going to take over Syracuse. Scoop going to go over there. He, I'm saying nobody's going to touch him. He going to be out there cooking, like I'm saying, we was ready to go out there and Blyos.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I, I had a lot of hype coming from high school, for sure. And that's something, honestly, man, when I got to Syracuse, I got in trouble twice. I had a rape case pending on me and, <laughs> and a milk card incident. And, and it was, was crazy that? for me, man. I started all rocky, so coaching, coach made me go through the whole, he didn't give me nothing. I had to work for everything. Right. That's why I'm as level-headed as I am today, because first year at Syracuse didn't really go as planned. I was supposed to be there one, two years and gone. But again, you go to them big time schools, you don't know, you know, coaches got your hair they got your career in their hand. Not only that, players is good just like you. Right. Players come from high school just like you, where they they was the start around eighteen just like you. So I it start over basically and that's what when I went to Syracuse, I I, I seen that. That what, like in my face really hard. Like, man, it was is really good. I had to really work on my game and I had to work on everything. I'm saying that, and I wouldn't take that for nothing because that made me who I am today. My first two three years at Syracuse is really rocky, but I got to learn me. I got to really learn. I got to see some people get out of my life because they thought they were just only there for the ride. And once it went, once it got rocky, they, they, they fell off. Right. So my first again, my first two years wasn't really good. I had to sit out a year to really see who was there for me. I had to get good and I had to get better in the classroom. Where I got two degrees from Syracuse. Uh. I got and that year. I came back off my off my injury. I got national six man of the year. All I did was came my hat. You was actually up there. You with me that whole summer. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I stayed up school the whole summer. I didn't come home. I brought my friends up there. My cousins, See, I was not friends. All my cousins. Remember, I had you up there. I'm all up there. Yeah. I all family, basically. I got comfortable. I understood what I had to do, and I, I brought the people up there that I needed because so I won't have to run up for it. And once I did that, I learned. I learned the college life. I took over
0: Syracuse. Right, I wanted to know. I wanted to know because you when uh, when when, it was, when 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 Jim Beham did call your name, and it was time for you to go in there and do your thing. Get the you shared you shared a lot of the backcourt duties with Brandon Trish for much of the time, mm-hmm. and uh, people felt like I wanted to know like what did did you and uh, Jim Beham ever go like have any words with each other? Like did you ever feel like like you was like you was good like you was too good to be like. No man, like I, I needed, I needed, like I'm here. I like I don't need to be doing this with nobody or sharing no yeah, backcourt duties. For
2: sure, for sure, I felt that way. But again, also, I wanted to win more than anything. Right. Anybody know me? I'm a winner, man. I wanted to win, I know it was going to take. It was going to take much more than scoop the win, especially on that stage. You know, what I mean, you'd be playing against a lot of tough players and big-time school. So, like, I didn't mind sharing minutes, but my thing was. I, mean, I wanted to play my game and I wanted to win and I had to prove myself and once I did that you know it happened for me I ended up doing the same thing to Dion, and I had to get Dion to understand it and that's how he got through it. and he was the number four pick so even though I didn't get it my first because I you know I, my first two years I didn't have nobody with me Right. I didn't have the school you see know what I'm saying so when Dion got there I actually knew him. I learned it so it helped the kid and he was only there two years and he was out the door you see know what I'm saying and, and that's how and that's and that's, that was, that's, what I, that's what I did Right there. You know, I helped, I helped, I got through something through my own, and I helped, I helped the kid Somebody
0: else kids kid. in that yeah. aspect. It really, they really handled it the right way, because I was like, I went to the same thing,
2: and that got, that got a kid drafted. That, a kid that I, that I love, and a kid that I've seen, you know, grow up in the same things, the, the same pair of pressures that i went through. You know what I mean? So that, that was, that, that was the big beauty of Syracuse.
0: Right. That's what From
2: said. everybody, actually.
0: Yeah, that was big time. Yeah, shout out to Dion, man. You're playing for my boys right yeah. now. But um so yeah, so I wonder how is how is your relationship right now with, with Coach Beham? Like y'all still do y'all still talk? Is like is everything uh, man, cool? We're
2: great. We're great. That's my that's my coach, man. Coach a good coach. He uh he's a, powerful, he's a powerful individual, especially in the basketball world. Uh like I said, I don't have nothing bad to say about Coach Beham. He gave me an opportunity to kick from Philadelphia up there to Syracuse anybody know that anybody know me I'm well loved up there to this day and, and Coach you know opened that door not only to me but to all my family like he never once closed the door on anybody that even though you know what I mean I come from you know where we just how we started talking about this in the beginning like I come from the streets and he allowed my family to come up there and, and treated us treated us like equal people and let us get to really see a different, a different life so I got nothing to say about
0: Coach Right, right. Yeah, man. Coach course, I'm a good, good guy, man. Like, even though I only met him one time, he seemed like a good guy. But it's all love. Right, right. So, uh, all right. So during during your time at in, in, uh, Syracuse, uh, unfortunately enough, y'all didn't get, y'all didn't go far enough to win a to win a uh, national championship and stuff. So you gearing up, right, right now. You gearing up to go. I'm saying you into the draft. You ready to into the draft? You ready to right. go ahead and do your thing? And right. at a workout with the with the Jazz, was it right?
2: Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, um, you go up nightmare,
2: there, nightmare, man, nightmare,
0: nightmare. And, it, and 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 then goes playing. You actually, you broke your. It was your foot, right?
2: Yeah, I broke my foot.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, two days before the draft. Yeah, that was like, I man, I remember getting the news on that, yo. I remember. All right, all right. Yo. I think I felt honestly, that. Um, for me, it was it
2: was it was more mental, man, because. Like you said, I went through all of that that we just talked about. And again, in the beginning, how I said, I, I knew I had so much riding on me because not that I was an investment, but people really was rooting for me. And I knew how much I wanted to help. So going to Syracuse, every day I played, I had that thing, I had it on my shoulders. I had that shit on my back. I wanted it. So to get to finally get, you know, graduate from Syracuse and catch all the things that I went through there and then finally get to leave and go get ready for the draft. I had this whole new burst of energy. So go through 18 workouts, man, I was killing. I was in the best shape of my life. You couldn't tell me nothing. Like You couldn't hold me back. So to get hurt two days before the draft and not hear my name get called, mentally that done something to me. You know what I mean? Like I, I was depressed. I was sick, man. I ain't going to hold you. Not only, you know, I didn't handle it well. I wound up getting a, a, a surgery on my foot that turned into an infection because I just didn't take it right. I didn't handle nothing right. I never been hurt for, like, damn my life. So, right. But I had to get surgery. So going through that whole two thousand thirteen it was crazy for me. Normally not, I had a son on the way. <laughs> so everything
0: from it's for a
2: down thirteen was crazy. And it uh and I didn't handle it well mentally, so I wound up being out a whole year with a foot for a foot injury. That could have been three, four months. Right. But by, by band, so I didn't handle it well mentally and I was depressed. I wound up being out a whole season. And anybody knowing basketball, once you're out of season, then people forget about you, they, where you at, what's going on, and dealing with that whole aspect of it. It was all mental for me. The game is a lot mental than physical, as I like to see now. And I'm, I'm 28 years old. And I'm playing, and I so I learned it because I'm mature and I understand it now. But 2013, it was different. You know what I mean? I, I I didn't get my name get called. I didn't get drafted, and that was something I worked for my whole life. And the reason I didn't get drafted was because I got I broke my foot. So I didn't even get a chance to even, I didn't even get a chance to even go to summer league. Right. So the deal with that whole ass for government was crazy. I was depressed. And honestly, I'm just really getting over it
0: Like <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that that's that, that's that stuff kind of, that, that stick with you, man. Like, knowing, like, because you start to look around, and you may not, you may not, like, and people may not admit it and stuff, but you start to see everybody around you and stuff, like, what's going on. And, oh, yeah.
2: Oh, no, oh man! I start to see everything clearly, yeah. man. I want, I want to trade that that process, for nothing. it was a healing process. But again, I start to see everything clearly, like all the stuff, all the smoke that that was in the air. You know, I didn't see because I was playing ball. My job was to play basketball, and go to school. You know, what I mean, like all the other stuff, I gave to people. Like I didn't care about that because I knew what I loved to do, and that's to play ball. So the, the 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 get away from the game for that year and to see, like, damn, it's different. Like people ain't hitting me up no more. You know what I mean? I got a son. I, I, ain't, I came out home and get his Panthers. Like, a lot of stuff started to happen. I'm like, right. wow, that's the real world. I didn't I ain't expect for it to be that way. But then I had to grind it out and, and get things, you know, and, and put things into perspective. I also I went, I went to go work in New York. I did some real estate stuff. I started doing cockpit to CVS. I mean, I just started doing a lot of different things. I got to, try to make money without basketball. Right. And that took my edge a little bit. I'm not even going to lie, That took my edge a little bit because now I'm saying, like, damn, I'm doing real grown stuff because I was forced to. But it took my edge that I needed to be a, to be, in, be in basketball. So I was removed for, like, two, three years. You know what I mean? Even though I went overseas and I was there for a couple months, I was removed. I was basically removed. Basically, I got cut when I went overseas. I, I pulled my meniscus and they cut me. So that, right. was, that was right after I came out the foot injury. I got cut. So now I'm down with my, my skills. You no, know, nobody never told school he couldn't play ball or he wasn't. It's a team cut my ass when I was over there. So, to go through that whole thing, he was like, man, then they ain't even pick me. I'm like, man, this basketball thing ain't even working out for me. When I get back, when I get back, you know what I mean? That's going into 2014. thousand will get killed. Right. My little brother. You know? After four of my little cousins already got killed all throughout, you know what I mean? Like, so all, dealing with all that pain was like, man, I'm done with this pain. I don't think I'm ever going to pick up basketball. I'm gonna just, I mean just live right. I didn't know. You feel me? I, I didn't know I was hurting myself. And, and what where, where it started to bother me was I was hurting the people I cared about the most. Because I gave them something to really look forward to, like my mom, my grandmothers, my dad, you know what I mean? All my, all my siblings. And, and that's the media. I gave them something. Like, by me, my career, they was able to travel. They was able to come see me play. They was able to do things that, that was my why. You see know what I'm saying? That's why I'm back playing
0: today. Right. That's... That's a, that's definitely a lot to, to, to even attempt to come back to, man. Like, that's, that's like, that'll really kill your spirit. Like, as far as, like, everything. Oh, really, yeah. I know that I know yeah. that, really I knew
2: it for me because people like, yo, Scooch, you worked out today? That's crazy. And, bro, I, I, I lie. I'm like, yeah, I worked out. I didn't even go to the gym, bro. So, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm lying to the people I care for the most.
0: Okay. Because
2: they expect them me to do that. I'm like, man, I'm done with this, man. And I, I, know, cause I, I respect the game too much that they're not giving my everything. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's why that's why I stepped away for for that time. I and I, I, I feel like I hurt myself as far as, you know, the jobs I could have got. But again I wasn't there mentally, so I don't care about that. I made my bed and I lied in it. Right. And now but today and fast forward today I'm back I'm in Canada, I'm playing, man. I ain't played ball in two years, bro. I am averaging twenty points, eight assists. I ain't touching basketball before I, I got here to be one with you. But my heart is in it and my and and now I understand it. It's like, man, I got a whole new burst of energy again. So I'm gonna see where this thing takes me.
0: Right, right. That's that's definitely that's definitely big time and that, that that's definitely something positive and something for as far as like your mental like as far as like uh getting you back into the into the spirit of like playing basketball and getting like yo, this is I like saying you've actually Remember your passion, the passion you have for once, it might have been lost, but once you go out there and you start to see, it's like, all right, well, I still got it. I'm still, like I'm saying, I ain't really, as far as on the court, I ain't missing nothing. All the other stuff is like, is, is in the background now and stuff like that.
2: Man, you see your mind, is really mind over matter, man. That's why I wanted to do this podcast. I want to touch, touch, you, talk to people that where, Man, your mind, don't your mind in your You can do anything you want, man. That's, that's for real. <laughs> and, uh, I, I know I didn't want to have no regrets. I didn't want to have no regrets at all. So you know, what I mean, my son—he's three years old right now, and and I and, and all he know is basketball, and that's that's because that's what my life was. He didn't see me play a game yet because his whole life I wasn't playing ball. Right. I been removed, so now me back playing. You know, what I mean, like. He can really, he can really see, he can really, you know, go through this
0: thing with me. Like that's something I always envisioned. Like why would not I give him that? I gave it to everybody else, and that's how I started to think about it. Right? You know? well, yeah, that's Does that making sense. Yeah, that's definitely, that's that's definitely some big time stuff. But as far as uh, so, and then you started um for Scoop Dreams. You had Scoop Dreams yeah, going yeah. for you. That was, that Ex- was explain what explain yeah. explain what Scoop yeah. Dreams is. Uh, I said, yeah. Explain what school dreams is for the for the people. Yeah,
2: Scoop dreams is basically in the. It was in a. It was in a. I lost better. Kid was seventeen years old, got gunned down. Nah, nah, seventeen years old, got gunned down. me all you know, my cousins, these all cousins. My young family members that lived their life through the streets. Right. You know what I mean. And my hoop dreams, he never made it. I was just a kid who made it out started school dreams to really get back and scoop the kids off the street really give them the opportunity that I had See, to let them know basketball can really do things, do wonders for you. And and, and look at my life, like and that, and I was that's why I started school dreams. I, I went to Florida. I started it down there first,
0: right. And I got a bunch of kids down there who
2: they really they started taking to me. They they the ones who got me back even loving the game again. because they knew who I was. They knew my career. They really about me. Yeah, I was so removed from it, I didn't think people knew who I was. So to, to, to get to Florida and to see anything about me, man, that, that, that put me, that helped me. So I started school dreams. It's basically my dream, always to play in the NBA, but to really give kids the opportunity to go travel, to meet different kids, to meet different friends that they see in different cities that, oh, man, my friend in New York he do this. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, that's what it was for me. I come back to Philly. I got all my friend like all my cousins. I'm in Philly. I'm talking to my friend from New York though. My my homies ain't understand that in Philly. Like they ain't, they ain't have friends in New York, LA, none of that, but that's what basketball did for me. Right. I, I became not regular. And that's all I want to show these kids. Right. They definitely and now now you're not and now you're not from fifth street. You're not from twenty fourth street. You're not from just it, nah, you're from Philadelphia. <laughs> <Congratulations>. Right. <laughs> I,
0: that's I, what I started to do. Right, I still don't understand that type. I still don't understand that for um, like the the the, 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 the block wars, and I still don't understand that stuff. Like, I guess at some point that's, though, people because
2: that's what that's what the city the city's designed to be. Right, we can get deep into that as far as with the politics and stuff, but that's the city designed to be, man. You Nobody, know, we all from Philly at the end of the day, and, and I was able to get out and and really represent Philly. So me, doing. he's out, he's representing the city of Philadelphia as a whole. <laughs> you right. feel me but like when you get to Philly you try to say you're from this part of the area nah man I was able to go to 24th Street I was able to go across the tracks, and I'm from South Philly for real I'm talking I got friends from 19th and Carbon the friends from 24th Street 23rd Street 5th Street I can go down 7th Street to be honest with you like it's I can go everywhere Right. Basketball.
0: No, basketball yeah, you definitely you definitely was well respected in the city man I, dang, I don't think there's no, ever no doubt in that I, I think everybody it generally took a liking to you. I'm saying, no matter, no matter where you was from, I, I kind of like everybody was like, "Yo, yeah, scoop, yeah, scoop, scoop is a scoop is a great guy, man. Like there was, it was never no doubt in that. And that was good. So I wanted to, uh, we wanted to go ahead. That's like some some real inspiring stuff, man. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm saying, I got my cameraman in here, everybody in here, in here touching the touching the heart. <laughs> I said, I said uh, the story, man, that was like some real touching, inspiring stuff, man. You got my cameraman in here, everybody in, we all in the down and stuff, and they feelings, they, everybody feel it. Man, I appreciate it, man. We got so much to talk about,
2: man. I appreciate you doing this with me, though, man. Because right. this, again, is starting a brand, it's starting everything I want to do, bro, because we got to, we got to, we can touch you, we can touch everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. My career, even though I make no NBA, it don't matter. My success don't just stop there. And people try to put their own success on you. But they think your success should be. You know what I mean? You can touch as many people as you, as you want. You just got to work hard at it and really have people around you that's on the same tip you want. And that's what I see with y'all guys.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we definitely, there's no problem. Man. I sure. you, the, the people don't even, listeners can know now and stuff, but. We we about sixteen episodes in in our podcast. We were supposed to actually have you on around episode four. They don't even know we actually came to Newman and everything like that. We was supposed to have everything set up because like, we kind of it was me. I'm the reason, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm the reason that we didn't it didn't happen at the time. I left the mic stuff home. I'm sorry. I was being real immature. I know, guys. Don't kill me. But uh, yeah, so around that time you was talking. Uh, what, you said you had a, you had a project coming and stuff, or a project going on and stuff. Yeah.
2: I'm taking this with me Thank you Appreciate
0: it Thank you for everything I'm sorry fellas I was in therapy Yeah uh, around, I was telling him around episode 4 You were supposed to come on and stuff uh, When we came to Newman And we set no, really? up everything But the episode yeah, didn't go as planned And that's why all you see I, I
2: came back to it You know what I'm saying Because it's my word My word is everything It's all I really have So Man I, I wanted to do it then and, and, and it, didn't, it didn't really go through, but you know, you know, everything happens on timing and everything. And right. This is the best time. We are gonna do more. Oh yeah. I m- even m- want you guys to come out
0: here. Oh for sure, for sure. We definitely. <laughs> mean, we, like. We definitely got to do. We definitely got to do some one time for the city. Honestly, man. Honestly, man. This, I'm
2: so motivated. I'm about to take this thing to the next It's gonna be. It's gonna be I'm looking at getting to Europe. You know what I mean? Like really get my my career over there and really. But that's gonna get me to touch
0: of the world, right? Feel you know
2: I me, mean? and as long as you got a story, you can do whatever. Now everybody
0: got a story. I've been, I've been telling people since day one, man. Yo, this, this scoop man has one of the most remarkable stories you ever gonna hear somebody tell, man. Uh-huh. I be trying to, I was telling people, man. You, like I'm like, yo, scoop has one of the more remarkable stories you ever gonna hear somebody tell, and then him being from the city makes it that much better. I'm like, yo, man, the stuff this guy went through to get to where he at. It's like it's People it's, don't get it, man. it's crazy, you man. Then
2: I wish I I talk about you know we on the podcast. You really can't to get too deep in things, man. But man, I've been through some stuff. And Everybody has.
0: Right, right. That's that's man. It's touching though, man. It's, 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 like your story, crazy, man. You feel
2: right. me? And that's something I knew. Like you know what I mean, like I knew that. That's why I brought you up to Syracuse. Cause I wanted, I wanted you to go. I Wanted you to put college in your head. Right, would have loved
0: that. Right, right, right. That's definitely yeah, man. I owe you, I owe you big time for that, man. I would have never imagined being out there partying with with, with Wesley Johnson, Johnny Flynn, and, and <laughs> like at 15 and stuff, man. I, I won't, I'm not even going to get into the the, the, the the parties and stuff, but just know, man, it well, was we,
2: we had fun, right? Yeah, it was it was it was, it was, exactly. it was crazy.
0: That's what it was for, though, man. That's, you
2: know,
0: then I was thinking like how I'm thinking now. That's when dope. I was in college. Oh man, that's 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 some real big time stuff. But but, but before but, sure. before I let you go and stuff like that, uh, I gotta I got I, I gotta give you your props real quick. You know what I'm saying I gotta give you your props real quick for the for all for all my fellow guys out there in the city. You know what I'm saying we wanna salute you for um. You know what I'm saying. I can't really.
2: Can you turn that down real quick, bro? I can't
0: really hear you. I, for us for. Okay. I said, for all, for, for all of my guys out there, because I was telling people and stuff, like, yo, man, I'm, I'm going to have Scoop on the podcast and stuff, and we're going to be talking about stuff. And the first thing everybody was telling, yo, yo, asking about, asking about Michael Jordan's daughter. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man <laughs> I'm like, this, this, this guy's a legend, man. <laughs> no, man, we,
2: man, the media, I got to see the media blew that out of proportion, man. We, we definitely had a relationship. Don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? It's definitely one of my friends to this day, but the media
0: blew that up, man. You know I me, mean? I was in Syracuse every time, doing my thing, and we got close. Right. You know I me? Mean? But well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know what I
2: mean? It wasn't nothing. It wasn't forever. I didn't even look at her as that. I mean, she was a friend of mine. Right. But, based of who I was at
0: that time and who she is, the media blew it up. Right. Do you hear that, man? You saying you you, you you yo y'all hear that man? This guy right here man, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's a budget, man. <laughs> but no man, no but I appreciate it though. Man. No, but we ap- appreciate you having on coming on the podcast, bro. We gonna, we gonna have to set something up in the future, man. Do something together one time for the city and stuff like that. Oh for
2: sure, man. We let me know, man. Let's do this thing, man.
0: Let's make this thing big as possible. No no problem. We de- I know that we definitely gonna talk and shit off the podcast and stuff. But yeah, man. It's, I'm saying. Time Flies, we here with Scoop Jardine, you know what I'm saying? The guy just told you, you know what I'm saying, his story. So, man, only thing we expect you to go out there and do is to be better, you know what I'm saying? Strive to be better. Strive to go out right. there and help the city, man. So that's, that's, that's all we ask of y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Literally speaking. Definitely. Time Flies, Scoop Jardine, doing, we out. Alright. Alright, bro.